10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome back to hour number three of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin filling in for Fred Penny, who's on assignment. Denise? Two hours in the books. We've reapplied deodorant. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Yeah, Denise didn't have to reapply deodorant, but I did. And, and you know, Cal's in the hermetically sealed room, so I he... just had to reapply my fingers to my nose when you did. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Cal's over there. He only has to not only has to reapply the deodorant, but he's got a, apparently he's lighting a match. And so... I, I went to the quick quack car wash and walked through with my arms up. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the quick quack difference. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, look, first hour, first couple hours, we've talked uh, you know different topics of the law. Last hour, we talked about uh, murder cases and exonerations of murder and what's going on with Scott Peterson case and and now the Innocence Project is getting involved with with his case. We'll see where that goes. Uh, this last hour, you know, um, <clears throat> really sucks when you just turn eighteen years old and immediately get charged with a crime, a crime that's going to possibly land you in prison and will land you in prison, uh, federal prison, for your activities online. I, I mean, I read about this. i got an 18-year-old son who just turned 18 in December, and I'm thinking this could be him. And I'm still afraid to go home and check his browser history. So um, yeah. <laughs> it might not be criminal, but I still don't want to see it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. If he's your son, we know that's true. But, oh, oh, come, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, ouch. He's looking up a bad Star Wars dad jokes. That, that's what she's referring to. <laughs> you know, Princess Leia Jabba the Hutt outfits online. <laughs> Wookie, I want a Wookie. I want a Wookie. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was I was wonder why they didn't have Chewbacca on Star Wars out there hawking products by Nair. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we've got uh, this here. Is a, a guy stole some money from DraftKings. We'll talk to you about that. Um, what happens when your employer? Goes out of business. What rights do you have? A lawsuit out of New York because the uh, publication, The Messenger, that wasn't very long. I mean, started in May of 2023. They just went out of business, what, this week. And uh, they had a bunch of employees and class action lawsuits already been filed because there are some federal laws that govern employers given a certain size about what they, when they have to tell employees, we're shutting down and what the remedies are there. Um, <laughs> Can universities use race-based race criteria in admissions? The Supreme Court has said no, unless you're West Point. Right. <laughs> so we got that one and a wow. couple of others to talk about. Uh, military gets away with everything. So a uh, couple more things. Uh, let's talk about the Alex uh, Murdaugh decision yeah. and, and the uh, Alec Baldwin and what's going on with him in New Mexico, but not before we get to another Case or No Case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! A court-appointed attorney once called Federico Lemo to say his mother's cousin had died without a will. The deceased had no children, no spouse, no siblings. The estate was being divided on the... Ba- uh, living, anyway. The, the estate was being divided on the basis of closest kin which in this case was the deceased person's six cousins. An attorney contacted Federico. He was tracking down distant relatives because most of the six cousins were no longer living either. In fact, only one cousin outlived the deceased person. The offspring of each cousin was collectively awarded a share equal to a sixth of the deceased's estate minus court and attorney fees. Therefore, after about a year of the onset of this person's death, Siblings, uh, Federico's siblings got a notice of inheritance of about, oh, 9000 bucks. But there was one cousin who was still alive at the time who got one-sixth of the estate, $60,000. 
The law didn't take into effect whether the potential heir deserves or needs the money, but rather uses the subjective formula as anyone would expect. After the probate process ended, Frederico requested a copy of the court papers to learn more about his distant relatives. That's when he got an unexpected surprise. In the court papers was a document labeled, My Last Will and Testament, signed by the decedent, signed by an attorney, and uh, leaving the entire estate to Fred's siblings and their mother. In other words, it would have gone to him. Fred decided to challenge the previous distribution in court. He wanted to know if this gave him a case or no case. What do you think, Todd? I think this sounds like a law school exam question, even though it might be an actual thing, and I am automatically having uh, anxiety, uh, post-traumatic stress. I'm so sorry. All of, all of that, because <laughs> I, trust in estates was... Uh, it is complicated, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is just, still. Yeah. It's I, what, I think it's one of the areas that changes the most. Yeah, that, that, that and labor law. Labor law yeah. changes uh, a ton, but... Um, so essentially, how, how did he get this last will and testament? Where did that come from? He went, he went after the case was closed. He went to the courthouse and said, "I'd like to see the the paperwork of relating to the mm-hmm. case." And they, they gave lodged it the public will. record. Yeah, they they let him see it. So. Okay, so if the if the will was lodged with the court, and the same probate court decided that they had to go ahead and disperse it using the formula they did, notwithstanding the existence of this will. How did the court not use that as the as the basis to disperse? I think the you're ice? coming on to the core issue of my case or no case. Yeah. yeah, was the will invalid somehow? You know, it was was this will suspiciously in uh, what's the guy's name? Ferdinand, his handwriting. Fred. Fred was, Frederico. Was, was it in Frederico's handwriting? Was it dated the day before he filed a lawsuit, which was after the death? Was it? Did it have the appropriate uh, appropriate witnesses to sign it? Um, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I will say this, uh, uh, we still got two minutes, I can't, I, I, I would not feel like I could stretch this out. Nope. Yeah, so I'm going to have to give <laughs> my answer. But a nice answer. try. <laughs> I'm going to have to give my answer now. I'll tell you what, it's a case, and okay. he loses, because along with that, in the same stuff that he got from the court, was some determination by the court that that will, its existence, uh, purported will, existence notwithstanding, was not valid and could not be used or relied upon as the basis for dispersal, which is why the court used the formula that it did. And the reason Cal is you saying this is because it just seems like, now this is a juicy, a sexy one, as sexy as trust and estates can be. Um, this, is, this is that kind of a case because it's like, oh my gosh, there's a will, but I still didn't get what the will said. But there's more to the story. So case and Ferdinand loses. All right. What do you think, Denise? Case or no case? As well, I guess my if I, yeah. the will said left everything to Frederico's mother and siblings. Is right. that what you oh, said? I'm sorry. And issue. And issue. Mother and issue, which right. would have included Frederico. Right, right. He, and Frederico words, didn't collect anything. Got, correct? Got, yeah, 9000 bucks is what all the cousins got. Oh, yeah. he was one of the treated as that right. next layer. Right. It's a, it's a weird scenario, but it, interesting anyway, I think. Yeah, Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to say that it's a weird scenario, but I almost want to change my answer based upon that slip-up, but I'll <laughs> stick with what I've got. Oh, it's, but he it's, did it to trick me. It's not a slip-up. I'm, I'm just saying it's a weird thing. You know, it's, um, it's, Scenarios can be cases, too. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's all right. what I'm saying. And wills can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, wills can, with, with marijuana in a storage <laughs> unit. Come on. Case or no case. All right. So what did you, just, what'd you guess, Dennis? You said, I said it's just a weird scenario, not If a I case. hit that stupid space bar again and roll the next thing. All right, so what we're going to have to do here, uh, Todd. Let's go ahead and tell us after this. the break because yeah. we, we're coming yeah, up on exactly. a break we here. Are, and yeah, yeah. That'll let me, you know, wallow in my self-pity for guessing wrong for the um, <laughs> apparently 30-some-odd commercials that we play during a break. And uh, sorry, shout-out to a friend of mine listening. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. Only the bottom-of-the-hour break is that long, Todd, and we try to make it a half an hour. We'll be back with more Radio Law Talk after a short concise, tight, brief commercial break. Don't go away. (laughs) You found Radio Law Talk. 
commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack quick, 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 car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the Quick Quack Confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the Quick Quack Habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like Quick Quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, Quick Quack Car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick Quack Car. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 Oh, you're hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Well, why didn't you say something? You could have gone out. Excuse me, hairnet. Yeah. Need a little of the quinoa salad, please. And uh, throw a couple extra cranny bees on top, if you could. And uh, kind of need you to hurry up, Chief. Chop, chop. Next. Oh, no. Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. All right. So, Cal. Cal Hunter. Yes. Cal, you, you used to... you. 
You used to be in the uh, in TV biz, right, up there? In, yep, up there? Uh, the ABC in Redding, California. I was on the air there for 13 and a half years. Made them a lot of money, not so much for me, but uh, yeah. we did just fine. It was great. And now Cal risks his eternal soul, as I have said. <laughs> You know, trying to trying to dupe us on case or no case. So, give us a little recap on on what the what the setup was. A I, guy's a guy's uh, relative dies. He gets a light kiss on the inheritance and said, "I think I was supposed, <laughs> supposed to get more." Goes and gets the court papers and finds a will and said, "I'm supposed to get like more than I got." So he decided to challenge it, and that's really the short version of it, if I may. So I asked you if you think it's a case or no case, and you said... I said it was a case and that he loses the court, the probate court's determination of uh, dis- uh, disbursement of assets stands. Denise, you said... Weird scenario, no case. Oh, that's right. You said I'm just being a weirdo. Okay, well, man, Todd is on fire. <laughs> yeah. He's on fire! Woo! Somebody call 911. Nine- no, don't call 911. Okay. When Fred's lawyers said the estate people, they said there had been no legal will, even though there was a will on a piece of paper. The decedent signed it, the decedent's lawyer signed it, as an attorney preparer, but not as a witness. The will, while was expressed the will of the decedent, it was not valid, or at least so deemed by the court. So Fred said, wow. When it comes to my estate, I'm going to have to do a better job of planning. So it was a costly lesson. He cost him the inheritance he would have gotten. Wow. And about five grand in legal fees. So that is case or no case. Congratulations, Todd. You're rolling, man. Thank you. That's four points for me. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. So, so where, where do we go now with the points, Denise? What is that, what does that You're make at 28. us? 28. 28. Yikes. Fred is at seven. And well, he's got to be here to get points. Okay. Cal is at six. Oh, oh. That's all and I need. And I'm at 15. Yeah, six is all I need. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. But uh, and, and I, I laugh, but then the three say, yes, but you'll be dining alone on Valentine's Day. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> at which point I say, and the victories continue. So um, <laughs> it's cheaper that way. It, it, it is. Yeah. It is. You know, I, And it's the only time your date doesn't complain they get taken to McDonald's. So, all right. Listen. <sighs> A lot of fallout from the pandemic and the closure of schools back in 2020. And um, we've got a case here that is, I, I don't want to gloss over the illegality, the, the crime that was committed. Because look, when you steal $600,000, even if it's spread over 1,600 people, that's still, that's a lot of money, it's a lot of victims, and it's theft. Theft is theft. And... Uh, but it's still tragic when you consider the age of this uh, person and the individual guy named uh, Joseph Garrison. Joseph Garrison is 19 years old this year. Right now, he is 19 years old. Um, in 2022, late 2022, he engaged in some illegal activity. Essentially, he set up a way to bilk the users of the DraftKings um, website, that's uh, wagering on games, he was able to bilk 1,600 people out of $600,000 using a uh, some scheme where he, you know, he would uh, somehow get a hold of their username and uh, password and be able to take assets from their DraftKings accounts. And I, I don't know the ins and outs of the crime, but it was pretty sophisticated. And, and that all happened when he was eight, shortly after his 18th birthday. And um, he was convicted, and though he apologized for the crime, remember in the first hour we were talking about how things you post on the Internet can come back to bite you? Well, things that were posted in emails and Internet and online and news groups came back to bite him as well, because even though he apologized, and the judge says, look, I know you're 18 years old, but th- one of the purposes of sentencing is a deterrence effect. And, and kids, especially 18-year-olds, need to understand that if you get caught doing this, you can and will go to prison. And he was sentenced recently at the age of 19. He was sentenced to 18 months prison. Now, look, 18 months, it doesn't, a lot of people think that ah, it's not a whole lot, but he'll do 85% of that because it was federal crime. He'll do 85% of that 18 months. And, and I mean, all it takes is a couple of days in prison to really have it not be pleasant, and um, 
But there are some things about this case that are just tragic. When he was in high school, he was in high school during the pandemic, 2020. And that was when everybody was having school at home. And so he, on his own at home, found his way to the dark web and really started learning about how to do things that were unsavory on the computer, that were theft crimes and things like that. When school started back up in person, he didn't want to be there. So he, he paid a bunch of friends in Bitcoin to call in bomb threats to the school so that he could get out of school that day. He was caught for that, arrested, convicted, felony conviction. Then in 2022, as an adult when he's 18, he tried to get a job, but he can't get a job. Why, how come he couldn't get a job? He couldn't get a job at Target. Why? Because he had a felony conviction on his record for what he had done earlier that year and trying to get out of school when he was already 18 years old. So he's got no money, access to the Internet. He and some buddies, two buddies that are now uh, also being charged with crimes, cook up this scheme to steal money from people, and he's now in prison. But here's where it gets, it's tough to say, you know, feel sorry for it now because these are the statements that they made to each other on use boards. Um, what was one he said here was, uh, fraud is fun. I'm addicted to see money in my account. I don't care if it ruined my life personally, one of his friends said. Garrison said, I am obsessed with bypassing stuff. I'm thinking of starting a shop myself. And, and, and they're bragging amongst each other about the amount of money they're stealing and, and, and what they're doing. Well, look, when the computers were seized, this information was readily available to investigators, and it's used against them for their mindset and what they were going through, and that is him. He is going to be in prison for 18 months. We're coming up on our bottom-of-the-hour break here, and uh, so we're going to step away. We come back... We're going to talk about West Point. Do they have to deal with uh, the admissions criteria and race-based admissions criteria? You're listening to Radio Law Talk. We'll be back after this. Thanks. You are listening to Radio Law Talk, and it will continue in just a little bit on this station. But, but you know, we, we have to pay the bills, so don't worry about the, the breaks. We do that all the time. We'll be right back. Hold on. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call one 877 886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. This is Frederick Penny, host of Radio Law Talk. I'm excited to announce myself and Mark Victor Hansen, the author of the famous Chicken Soup for the Soul, collaborate to bring this three-book series, Goose. Book one is about William Collins. Goose is the perfect gift for yourself, family, friend, or someone you care about. Great stories, lifelong lessons that you can apply to your life to help you to become successful. Goose by Frederick W. Penny, available on Amazon Books now. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. 
Call 800-501-2533. 800-501-2533. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-501-2533. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. You see what happens when you try to be nice? You see what happens when you try to be nice? Oh, come on! This is Radio Law Talk. And we're back. Uh, you know, I, I thought this was a settled issue, oh, about uh, four or five months ago, when, when the question here was whether or not uh, institutions of higher learning could use... Um, race-based criteria for admissions, right? I, I thought, okay, they said you can't. And there's a lot of people that, you know, Harvard and and uh, Ivy League schools that had to change things that were that the Supreme Court disagreed with. But <laughs> here's a case out of Supreme Court that is a little bit different when it comes to West Point. What, 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 is, what, what was the issue with West Point? Well, there's a distinction that the court is making. Uh, not really. The, uh, honestly... It's not really a huge distinction. What happened is that that same group of students that challenged um, race-based admissions in um, Harvard and the other um, universities that are private universities or civilian universities, if we want to call them that, um, that, that, that same race-based admissions is being used in West Point. So what happened is that that group of people came in, they asked for the court to have a stay or an injunction to stop West Point from using that based on the previous case before the Supreme Court. And what the Supreme Court said is, uh, we're not going to get involved in that. We're not. We're agreeing there's no stay in place, right? And so we're just going to let it play out throughout the litigation to see what happens. So it's not standing for the premise West Point can still keep race admissions forever, um, race-based admissions forever, but it stands for the point that right now they can. Okay, so, so there's something interesting in, in what we did there in the way that I, we presented this yes. issue. And you see this all the time in the media. It, the... Uh, the way it's portrayed is that the Supreme Court apparently has contradicted itself by having two different rulings on the same issue because it's out there. But 
It's not a contradiction. In the case about race-based admissions that was heard a while ago, that was the case that was actually before the Supreme Court, that was argued before the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court made its decision based upon the briefing and the arguments that were made before it on the issues related to that case. In this instance here, that didn't happen, and the court wasn't asked to do that. The court was asked to make a preemptive ruling while lower court litigation was going on. Sometimes courts can do that. And the Supreme Court just said, no, 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 we're not. No, let's, let's see how this plays out. And I think the important thing here is that there, we may have a distinction between civilian courts and um, army service type courts. Yes. Uh, military type schools. And I think there may be a distinction made because the argument for having race-based admissions in military-type schools is that in the Vietnam War, our country learned, because we had primarily white army officials making decisions at the top, um, it created a race war in the United States. We were so upset because all of these people from different races were being used as pawns in this war of the white corporate, you know, military officers, right? That's how it was portrayed, and that caused a lot of problems in, um, in, our, in the United States. I mean, big problems. Bombings at Berkeley, bombings at the University of Oregon, you know, all kinds of things. And um, I think that it's going to be an interesting fight when we get to the top again and the Supreme Court has to address this issue because I think there's a pretty darn good argument that the military should be different. Yeah, they, 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 they could. I know that, uh, look, certain things in the military, when you join the military, you, you have a Bill of Rights but under the Constitution, but there are some things that are a little bit different in the military as part of the Military Code of Conduct, and they view things just a little differently. And, and it's, it's been upheld because... You chose to go into the military, and by doing that, you chose to subject yourself to the to the governance that applies to the military. I mean, right. And, yeah, we'll and it makes sense, in my opinion, that the leaders should reflect the actual military service people. Yes, it, it should. Absolutely. Um, let's move on here. I want to get to a couple of quick ones. Alec Murdoch. Oh, yeah. Murder, 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 murder. It's the first sounds like murder. Murder. Did you murder? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> Alex Murdaugh convicted of the murder of his wife and son, and and look, there were there were issues in that trial. And then it comes out after the trial that the clerk clerk of the court alleged to have um, well done some things that clerks just shouldn't do. Now she's the elected clerk of the court in, in, in that jurisdiction. The clerk, the court clerk, is an elected position, and it was alleged that she had told jurors before Alex Murdoch took the stand, "Hey, don't listen to anything that he says. He's a liar. Don't be swayed by what he says." That she was polling jurors, asking them which ways they're going to vote. There was an allegation that the one juror that was booted, and we call him the dozen egg lady. Because uh, when she was left, she, had, she said, can I go back in and get the dozen eggs I brought for the other jurors before she left the courthouse? Um, and there were allegations that she had, that this clerk had actually conspired to get this woman booted off the jury because she might have been leaning toward a verdict for the defense. And this brought on the need for a hearing to be held about whether or not Murdoch should be granted a new trial. And, and look, a lot of shenanigans alleged to have happened during the trial, and yeah, <laughs> shenanigans, like let's just call them shenanigans, that kind of stuff actually cropped up in this hearing. And I, I, I just can't believe it. The, the, look, the determination from the judge, the first juror to testify during this hearing, they called her jurors, they called this person Juror Z, said that she was swayed in her vote by what the clerk had said. And she also felt bullied and, and by the other jurors to vote a certain way that she was going to vote not guilty, but she was swayed by what this person said and the bullying by the other jurors. Now, look, for me, for me, because verdicts have to be unanimous, yes. that ought to be a no-brainer right there. Done. New trial. The juror is saying that she was influenced by the actions of the clerk. Um, 
she was, it, yeah, okay, before I get to what the judge ruled, now mind you, while this juror is testifying, here's the shenanigan that came up. Now you'd think that after all of this, and all the allegations about the trial and the stuff, that during this hearing, the other jurors that were waiting to testify at this hearing on a retrial would have been told and would have had their telephones confiscated so they could not watch the testimony of the first person to testify. You'd think that would have happened. Nope. The other 11 jurors, while the first juror was testifying, were watching on their phones and saw that testimony and saw the allegations. When they found out about it, they confiscated the phones. Great. Yeah, it's like trying to defuse a bomb after it's gone off. And, and they came in and... and all the others testified, nope, didn't have anything to do with my testimony, didn't have anything to do with my verdict, I, I, was, I was fine. And the judge denied the motion for a new trial. Even though one of the jurors said, I was directly influenced by what the clerk did, I would have voted the other way. Motion for a new trial denied. That, that's right, amazing. I think that's a major um, issue for appeal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that the other jurors were able to essentially view... Watch the testimony. That's watch, crazy. Watch the testimony, and then arguably, you know, the allegation is going to be, well, they, they their conviction, they're, they're standing by their vote was just enhanced because they saw the testimony, and good luck trying to cross-examine them on what other people had seen. Just unbelievable that this happened in South Carolina. It's, it, you know it's going up on appeal. I, I just can't believe that. That's just amazing to me. Uh, what else do we have? Well, let's, let's, sti- let's stick with... Uh, uh, Defendants whose names start with A for 2000, Alec Baldwin, uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. He has been indicted. The salient thing about this was that uh, Baldwin finally entered his plea this last week, not guilty. And what did he demand? Uh, A quick trial. A quick trial. You know, a lot of times you hear this thing called waiving time, where somebody goes in and says, look, I might have a statutory right, state of California statutory right to a trial on a misdemeanor is 30 days or 45 if you're out of custody, felonies at 60 days after preliminary hearing. If you don't waive it, look, they got to do a trial within that time frame. And that's what Alec Baldwin is saying. Do the trial within the prescribed time frame. Let's get this done. And that's really going to put the prosecution's feet to the fire. What's going to be interesting is if at some point in time Baldwin's attorneys eventually have to ask for a continuance because the prosecution is able to answer the bell. We'll see how well, that plays out. I think out. they will because remember they dismissed before and I think they got their ducks in a row. Could have, could have. We'll see how that turns out when we come back after this short non-30-minute break. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe when we come back. We'll get to the last couple of cases and then our quick takes, so don't go away. This is Radio Law Talk. With Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks, and the program continues after we take a brief commercial break. Now this. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Quack Car 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 Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. 
You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-481-5621. That's 800-481-5621. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're biz to credit a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. Recognize that in people every time now. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. So, uh, what what are the employer's responsibilities if uh, employers of a certain size, fifty or more employees, uh, full time employees, and they're you know big corporation? What are their responsibilities in terms of giving notice to employees before? They choose to go out of business for whatever. I mean, if they're financially strapped or going bankrupt, they choose to go out of business. And, and interestingly enough, there are federal law on point. It's called the Warren Act. Um, and you know, they're, they're supposed to, the employer is supposed to give a certain amount of notice under certain conditions to employees. But states, some states have their own individual warn act as well sometimes those provisions differ in terms of the size of the employer and and what kind of notice and whether or not the employer has a defense and this is going to be playing out here in the state of new york it's in federal court federal court in new york so it's they they're suing under the federal law but i'm getting ahead of myself let's backtrack what am i talking about the the messenger now, that was a startup news organization, started at like, like what, May of 2023, just last year, and you know, they hired a bunch of employees, and they were going to compete. They were going to go at it as far as, as being a news organization. Look, I get why you'd want to do that. I mean, have you ever heard of the uh, publication called The Athletic? When a lot of these news uh, folks were getting laid off, journalists were getting laid off, The Athletic out of the Bay Area started up, and it was a subscription-based thing. But here's the thing. It was all sports-based, and they got popular, very popular. 
to the point that they were actually, I think, purchased by, um, I think it was the New York Times bought them. And, and the people that started it up made a ton of money. Well, look, folks are getting laid off, and I could see these ideas for the messengers. We'll start this up. We'll get this going. Maybe we get picked up by a bigger news organization. We could be like The Athletic, but in general news. And uh problem was it didn't pick up. The business did not pick up. And last week, after trying for, what, seven, eight months, they closed its doors, and a lot of employees were out of work. Two days after they closed their doors and said, you're not no longer employed, the lawsuit starts coming in. One, a producer for the uh, messenger filed on behalf of other employees similarly situated, so a class action lawsuit filed in the federal district in New York claiming that the company violated the WARN Act because they did not give enough notice to the employees that would be affected by this closure. Now, now the the messenger's claiming that they fall into an exception under this federal act. Yes, they do. And um, that exception would be where they, if they would have given notice, then they would not be able to raise enough money for everybody to keep their jobs and to keep, you know, keep the the business going. And the other prong to that is they have to have actively been trying to get funding, which is what they were. They were meeting with investors. I mean, c- can you imagine? Their ability to get funding from an investor, if two days earlier or, or, or two months earlier, they had told the employees, by the way, we're going to close the doors, right? That would be counterproductive. So it's in, you know, the law is written to allow them to get funding, or have an exception on the federal law for this uh, law to apply because they were trying to get funding. They closed the doors like two days after the last meeting when funding was denied, and it was uh, we, we tried. But here's the kicker. You got the Federal Warn Act, and you have the State Warn Act. Do you know what the State Warn Act does not have as an exemption? That seeking funding provision. So on the state, on the federal level, there is protection and a defense for the employees or for the employer if they were seeking funding up until the time that they closed the doors, and they can argue that seeking that funding would have undermined what we were the funding we were trying to see. That's, by the way, Todd, that can include not only a, a cash infusion, but also an attempt to sell the company to a new owner or maybe take on a partner, anything to save this ship that obviously was floundering. But that's the defense and exemption on the federal level. Right. When you look at the state, I looked up the state law, state law didn't have the same exemption as the federal law was worded. But they filed in the federal court. So here's the give me. They're probably going to have to remove it from federal court down to state court because otherwise there is no federal question. And, and, and here's the thing. They filed in federal court. I read the complaint. They filed in federal court alleging violations of both federal law and state, state law because they were kind of mirrored there. So the, the idea here is going to be jurisdiction. I think, mm-hmm. that, I think that the messenger has a defense to the federal law claim, which is going to leave open the state law claim. Maybe they're going to try to work it, but you're going to have, we're going to have to see the dueling jurisdictions and which law ultimately is going to apply it, because they have a defense to the Fed. And um, that's, the way, that's the way the cookie crumbles for the messenger. And right. it didn't crumble very well. In federal courts, you have to have not just subject matter jurisdiction. That means over the, the subject of the case. But you, also, but you could also have diversity. So in this case, I don't know if the workers were in other states to create a diversity that's, um, that's, jurisdiction or not. That's true. They could be arguing yeah. that there is diversity. And, and I guess the other question that I have is, because it's class action, if it, if it exceeds a certain amount that they are seeking, is it removed to federal court? But usually it's the, isn't it like the defense? So you file it and the defense chooses to, to, to. to remove up to federal yeah. court. So. Right. Um, so lot. it's going to be very interesting. I th- I kind of want to see this just because procedurally I want to I want to see what happens. It's interesting to me. You know, somebody was asking me this. Uh, I think you might have brought it up too when we were talking earlier today. The difference between cr- doing criminal law and civil law, 
It's the procedure. Look, once you get in front of a jury and you're arguing your side, I mean, that's one thing. It's the procedure, the, the pre-trial procedural hurdles in civil just dwarf what you have in criminal. And in criminal, if you're at least on the defense side, the prosecution has a duty to give you discovery. It's kind of similar to family law where you owe each other fiduciary duties and you have a duty to disclose. Um, in civil, you have to find your case through discovery. That's right. And that's not necessarily an easy thing to do. And, and sometimes that discovery, if they really want to hide it, didn't you tell the story once about there was something and it was, the, you were looking for a specific thing, you made the request and you got like a room full of bankers boxes that you had to sift through to find it Yeah, or something like that. And yeah, but I didn't know what I was looking for. Yeah. I'd found something in those boxes that I did not expect that protected my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It was amazing. Amazing. Really quick, out of the Ninth Circuit in the state of California, you know that law about how they had to have a background check in order to buy ammunition? Yeah, um, that has been stayed, ruled a federal court. A federal judge has ruled that uh, that law should not go into effect and, and apply in the state of California, uh, raised under Second Amendment grounds. And I think, Cal, we might be at that part now. Yep, what does apply is the law of time, and we're getting a little bit low on that, so let's now go to the resolution of that law. Quick takes, Denise, your quick take, please. My quick takes is based on the Alex Murdaugh prosecution case. I compare it to Murphy's Law. Sometimes you get a case where you just can't get anything right. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Or Murdaugh's Law. And now, uh, Todd, what's your uh, quick take? My quick take is case or no case, scoreboard, Todd wins the day. <laughs> it's just all about me. All about me. I, I got like six or seven points today. Can't resist rubbing it in, candy, Denise. But that's all. And that'll do it for us today here on Radio Law Talk. Back next week, same time, same channel, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific. If you're listening online, you can also catch our podcast. It'll drop on every major podcast provider. Look for Radio Law Talk. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk. Remember, tell your friends about it and turn it on at radiolawtalk.com live or for every episode we've ever done with minor exceptions on radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Radio Law Talk. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.